Welcome to Rooted Mindfulness, the health, wellness, and lifestyle podcast created to help you become your healthiest and happiest you. Rooted Mindfulness was founded by Courtney Noel, two-time entrepreneur, educator, speaker, and certified functional nutrition counselor and advanced functional nutrition practitioner in training. Courtney teaches women how to feel in control of their body by identifying and healing the root cause of their mental, physical, and emotional symptoms through nutrition, lifestyle, and behavioral change interventions. Tune in as Courtney shares her raw, real, and unedited story and lessons learned that ultimately paved way to her stepping into her greatest purpose and passion, encouraging, motivating, and inspiring through nutritional education and mental health advocacy. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rooted Mindfulness. Today's guest is a longtime friend from college. I was thinking about it. I'm not 100% sure how many years it is because I suck at math, but it's been a hot minute. Uh, Her name is Maggie, and she is very involved in all things mindset coaching. So she is a mindset coach who helps entrepreneurs master their minds to scale their businesses, which for all of my entrepreneurs who are listening, I know you guys want more of this content, so get ready for it. So she specializes in working with real estate professionals because of her experience in the industry. And I am in a segment for a hot second. For those of you who are joining on YouTube, you know me very well, and I'm probably going to be eating during this interview. And I want to just remind you guys that the whole point of this show is to make it seem that we're in the same place, just hanging out and giving you the best content possible. So don't be surprised if myself or guests end up doing something like that or drinking some coffee, Um, but especially Maggie and I, because we go back so far. So (laughs) irrelevant. If you're listening to the podcast, you're like, hey, thanks. Great for that information, but just putting it out there. So we're going to talk all things shadow work, inner child healing, and how healing yourself and past experiences is going to make you a better professional, a better friend, um, you know, more um, strong when it comes to some of your relationships, everything like that. And just simply focusing on growth and alignment by getting rid of the limiting beliefs, especially in entrepreneurship. We're always focused on imposter syndrome or feeling like who the hell am I to charge X amount of dollars or who the hell am I to write a book or speak or, you know, talk about this topic? Because I think a lot of ourselves holding uh, a lot of us hold ourselves back because of a lot of things we're going to talk about, one of which being age, one of which being years in the industry, and of course, always feeling that need to compare ourselves to others. So with all that being said, I'm going to let Maggie introduce herself and let's do it. Maggie, thanks for being here. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thank you, Courtney, so much for having me here. Right when you said the college thing, I was like, let me think how many years it's been. I think it's like six or seven years at this point, which is like crazy. And amazing, like we've kept in contact the way we have. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'll definitely just introduce myself here. So like Courtney said, I am a mindset coach. I work with mostly real estate professionals, but also entrepreneurs in general to help them with self-mastery, to scale their business, create the life that they've always wanted, find financial freedom, work past limiting beliefs, et cetera. You know, there's so many things involved with becoming a well-rounded individual and entrepreneur, a business owner. Um, So that's a big thing that I focus on with my clients. Um, but I'll go ahead a little bit into how I got to where I am now. Cause it's such like a, an interesting path to have taken. But... Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't introduce that part of you, but you have done multiple things at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you and I connect so deeply is the fact that we've both 
owned and operated multiple businesses. And we have just literally let our life experiences take us where we're meant to go. So I'm really Mm -hmm. excited for you to tell everyone a little bit more about how you got started, like you said, but how you realized there's different times when you knew it was time to pivot. Oh, absolutely. And I love that you said that. So I started my first business at 21 in college. Courtney will remember I was a very active gym goer. I loved all things active, health, nutrition. So I decided to start a women's activewear brand called Boss Lady Apparel. Uh, leggings, sports bras, crop tops, all all things like that. And Courtney, she repped it. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I still wear some of my stuff. But anyway, so I whole I had that business for two years. I really wanted to enforce the fact of women empowerment, not only in the gym, but also outside of it. And we created what I think was a really great community of just strong, badass women. And that's what led me into really just being being a strong woman myself. I forgot how how empowering it can be to have others behind you, supporting you, and not like hating you for being successful essentially like there is such thing as like a girl gang and like everyone loving and supporting what you do so anyways two years goes by COVID hits you know everyone had had life pretty hard um so I made the decision to close boss lady and I reallocated all of that existing money into my new business which is a real estate investment company I focus on land acquisition here in Florida which I, I now live no longer in Ohio um yeah it's not as (laughs) right it's literally 80 degrees here right now um it's like 16 so can't relate (laughs) um anyways (laughs) sure it may not be as interesting as a women's activewear brand but I'd always been very intrigued in in real estate and building a life with financial freedom having passive income just having a life that was not structured as you know like the nine to five that I'd gone to college for Um, so after a year in business with my investment company, I got my real estate license, had that for just about a year where I decided to pivot into where I am now, which is mindset coaching. Um, I freaking love real estate guys. I know it sounds so weird, but I just, I love being involved with people, helping them get out of sticky situations or putting them into a better situation. The biggest purchase of their life is their home. Um, and that's why I really got into real estate in general was honestly to help people. But I realized that I was still lacking somewhere. And that was when, pretty much when I got into real estate is when I started my own self-improvement, my inner work, my healing journey. Um, I have been through a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff in my life, a lot of heavy stuff. And uh, for my age, it definitely forced me to grow up quickly. It forced me to behave and act in a certain way. Uh, treat my personal relationships like intimate, but also like friendship level relationships a certain way. And once I recognized that that was no longer the person I wanted to be was when I started this journey. So basically shadow work is the best way for me to overall define this, this inner journey that I went on. Shadow work for, you know, those of you that don't know is basically facing the parts of yourself that you have pushed down over the years because either society or, or someone important in your life has kind of like made you feel like it wasn't worthy. And in turn, you made yourself feel like it wasn't worthy. So it's a part of yourself that you push down because you're like, well, no one can see this authentic part of me. Everyone falls victim to this. Like, don't feel bad. It, it's not just you. <laughs> um, so once I started this journey and just really starting embracing 
Maggie again and recognizing that I pushed down a lot because of the trauma and the terrible relationships I've been through. And I just, I wasn't me anymore. And being able to step back into the version of me who was like on the inside crying to be let out has opened up this new path of of coaching to help others as well, which is the most fulfilling thing in the entire world. So I did start off doing just like generic mindset coaching, like helping whoever really wanted it. But once I started honing in on the fact that I can help entrepreneurs and other real estate professionals grow their business to six, seven figures, the way that I was able to grow my business, I was like, this is what I meant to do. I am meant to help other people become the best versions of themselves, find financial freedom, break out of the matrix, like just do the damn thing because life's way too short for us not to be like chasing our goals. Like we're on fire. So Mm. I'm mm. here for it. I love (laughs) it. And for those of you who, you know, don't know too much about shadow work and everything like that, it is really important. And I can vouch from years of personal development, but also doing a session with Maggie and just realizing that, you know, you think that you've healed and moved on from something until you're openly talking about it. And a lot of times you'll realize, oh, maybe that is still a sensitive subject or, oh, I'm getting emotional. And I've always said that you have truly healed from something when you can talk about it without getting emotional, just because Mm -hmm. you've worked through the complex emotions that come with trauma, that come with negative relationships that come with that toxicity and especially how it makes you view yourself differently than how others view you. And that's something that I've struggled with for a really long time is that, you know, people will tell me, you know, how they think of me or what they think of me and, you know, my achievements or accomplishments. And, you know, I I don't see it that way because I'm the type of person who has, you know, that trauma, I guess you could say of the past from, medical trauma, very much so a lot of medical trauma, but then also the toxic relationships or having to really navigate relationships that stayed with me longer than I would have thought. And so because of that, I've always related my worth to my achievements or to how I contribute financially. Um, And while I too am here to help people in that way of understanding how their mind and body is connected through functional nutrition, functional medicine, and really helping people, you know, master their own bodies and, you know, how that goes together with mindset is, is huge, but that's something where sometimes I have to step back from my work and realize, Hey, maybe you need to listen to what you're telling people or, Hey, like, how have you applied some of these things in my own life? And that's, what's really just created this story around entrepreneurship for me that, that freedom to do the things that you're called to do is very fulfilling. And when you feel fulfilled and that you are working on yourself to really step into that version of you that you know you need to be to get to where you want to be is extremely empowering. And I know that just from our session, I really felt that, okay, you know what? Now, granted, y'all know I can talk. So I was just a hundred miles a minute with Maggie. I just felt like there was so much that needed to come out that I couldn't like actually focus on the work we needed to do until it was just all out there. So word vomit at its finest. And just realizing like having that area where you can just open up about those things is so therapeutic. And of course, everyone knows that I'm very supportive of therapy and having that professional in your life is super important. There is a difference obviously between like the mindset coaching and a licensed therapist. 
So Maggie, I want you to talk more about what you do as a mindset coach and kind of give everyone an idea of some things that maybe they're not focusing on. So I do want to highlight what you just said. There's absolutely a difference between myself uh, and shadow work and then going to a licensed therapist. If you are someone who like has a pre-diagnosis and like, you know, that you need a, a therapist, a, a psychiatrist, psychologist, anything like that, absolutely go ahead. I will never overextend my means. I'm so supportive for whatever you know that you need in life. Um, but the difference between, you know, what I'm doing is, in my opinion, therapy is very kind of like high level. A therapist can, by all means, facilitate shadow work and inner child healing. A lot just don't really tend to. Um, so, you know, when you, you're at a therapist, you might tell them, I have anger issues when someone does X, Y, Z. And then they give you tools to try and cope slash handle it. The difference with the mindset coaching and the shadow work is figuring out why you have those anger issues, why some why what someone does triggers you and how to work past it and behave differently in the future because anyone can give you tools to cope but if you are not actively doing anything to heal through it and become a different version of you on the other side of it that will carry with you for a lifetime so that's what's really important with me in my work is recognizing patterns and behaviors and doing going through the healing process, doing the hard stuff, doing the hard work, facing the emotions that you're scared to, and fully accepting, processing, and healing through any aspect of your life that still affects you in your adult life now and in your business. Um, and something you'd also said earlier, which was super important, um, so many entrepreneurs face this, is you attribute your personal worth to your financial success. That is like every entrepreneur ever. Like if you are not doing well in business, you're like, oh my God, I'm a failure. I'm not going anywhere. And you're putting all of these business projections onto yourself when they really should just be separated. Like, oh, my business maybe didn't have the best financial month. That by no means means that you're a bad person. But the words that you tell yourself in your brain, every single word is listened to, both good and bad, which is another important part of my coaching is saying the positive words because the second you say anything negative, your brain's like, Oh, wow, that is true. And then you keep saying them and saying them and they, it becomes these limiting beliefs and just these ideas that almost like fester and they get manifested in some of the worst ways that end up affecting your business. So that's why it's so important to master your mind and maintain a positive mindset in addition to all of the other, you know, <laughs> things that come with that. But that is at its core. If you get rid of the roadblocks in your life, you'll see the roadblocks in your business also just like wash away. Ooh, if I do not feel that so deeply, you guys. So <laughs> for those of you who have followed along for a while, or even those of you who haven't, um, what I do now is my second business. And I do want to caveat and, you know, pause for a second, just like what Maggie does is very different than a licensed therapist. While I am working through um, the rest of my coursework to become a board certified um, functional nutrition counselor and advanced functional nutrition practitioner, there is still that scope of work uh, or scope of practice is what I like to use, especially in more of that medical term between, you know, what a actual doctor or, you know, a licensed, you know, they are licensed with the state like dietitian. There's definitely a huge difference. 
um, as well as again, different specialists. So in my case, it's all being part of the, um, the healthcare continuum on a level of being able to help people in all these different areas. So I wanted to put that out there. Yes, there's a difference between a registered dietitian nutritionist and someone as myself who can use the term nutritionist. It is different in all countries. So I want to put that out there because <laughs> a lot of people have asked, you know, what's the scope of practice difference? And I think that's also very important to talk about in entrepreneurship along mm -hmm. with what Maggie's doing, because you can work on the mental health and the mindset while still being a different level of professional and honing in on certain things. And that's why all of these people that you see that do similar things are so deeply connected with being able to help people, um, you know, navigate that spectrum of mental health or physical health, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So now that that's out there, Going back to the whole entrepreneurship thing, back in 2019, um, I was a wedding planner and some people know that and some people don't. So a lot of people are like, how the hell did you go from wedding planning to nutrition? Make that make sense. And during 2019, it was my just, it was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Was doing 10 weddings. It was just me was traveling. Most of my weddings were outside of my immediate area, head out of state, um, I was just everywhere. I felt like I always said I was everywhere, nowhere, all at the same time, because on the wedding day, everything was planned so smoothly that all of your vendors, you know, all of the vendors showed up, did what they're good at. And we all just worked seamlessly together that a lot of my girls were like, or my brides were like, I saw you when you checked in, but then I like went here and everything was magically done. And then I went here and everything was magically done. And I was like, that's the beauty of teamwork really. And so I was like, I'm here, I'm there. I'm your fairy godmother. You won't even know. <laughs> and it was just an awesome year in business. And as it got to the end of 2019, I realized that I so, so badly neglected my mental, physical, and emotional health because it was just me, solopreneur, go, go, go traveling, you know, wedding weekends, you're on your feet for like 12 to like 15, if not more hours, you don't have a lot of time to go to the bathroom. You don't have a lot of time to eat or drink water. And with my musculoskeletal disorder, I literally then like for the next couple of days following a wedding, like could hardly walk. Um, I was exhausted and in so, so much pain. So getting to the end of that season, everything kind of hit me like a truck. It's like, and now you're sick and now you're having all of these, um, just all of these issues that I help a lot of women with today. And as these symptoms came up, it was very, very clear that I should never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't do that to yourself. And that's where I help a lot of women in general, but a lot of women entrepreneurs to realize that burnout is a thing. You do place your worth on the financial side of things and you do have months that are slower than others. And you, you know, it's a lot to balance because you are in control of your finances to an extent, of course, but it's on you. And I placed so much heavy financial burden on myself, which Brandon never imposed on me. It was all me in my head during that 2019 season that it was like, I can't rest until X, Y, Z happens because I need to hit where I need to hit financially, obviously for bills and savings. And this was before student loans got frozen for like ever um, and everything else. And it was just like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I would do differently. And then it hit very badly. My mental health tanked. And I didn't realize even now, three years later, after the worst mental health scare I've had to date, just how much I haven't healed from and how much of the grieving um, during COVID, you know, weddings weren't a thing. That was my business baby. I didn't want to do it long-term. Long-term, I was going to be doing what I'm doing now. 
but it just kind of all came to an end all at once. My health sucked. COVID's a thing. I don't have a business. And here I am at 25. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with the rest of my life now? (laughs) It was that quarter life crisis. And I'm like, I failed. You know, I do a lot of speaking. Um, and I travel around a lot to different universities and organizations and talk about entrepreneurship. And I was like, I feel like I've failed, but I also feel like I'm failing other people if I do not figure this out. And so that was probably one of the most defining moments, um, especially going through what I was going through with my mental health of now, what are you going to do? And realizing that, you know, we, we will figure it out. Like you will figure it out regardless of what your professional journey looks like. But it's hard to figure that out if you're not doing the work that Maggie helps people do. Um, And I think that's a huge thing, right? Because like Maggie said, she's had multiple businesses. She is helping people scale. She's helping people have and find that financial freedom while also being a living example of that. So Maggie, I want to know more about what you went through when you were like, okay, I'm not doing boss lady anymore. Um, I know you had kind of said what that timeline and that progression looked like, but obviously mm-hmm. I'm sure you lived what many people do of that. Oh, fuck moment. <laughs> now what? <laughs> and then figuring yeah. it out as you went. So tell us a little bit more of like the behind the scenes of like what was actually going on. Absolutely. And I do want to start by saying like, as a coach, I'm still a human. I still have my own problems. You know, I I have a lot of things figured out, but I will be the last person to say I have everything figured out because I do not. <laughs> um, and obviously, as I was going through all of these other trials, tribulations of having my first business, I did not have the tools that I have now in my life four years later. Um, so when COVID hit, I remember like this is when TikTok was popping off, like a bunch of like small businesses were really getting big. But I just felt this overwhelming amount of like, oh my God, I can't do it. This is like not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm too young to have a successful business. I live in not like I don't have a big enough house to like facilitate all of this. I can't even drive to the post office because we were on lockdown. Like we couldn't leave our house. So I was like, how the heck am I supposed to build the business that I actually want? These were all limiting beliefs. I so could have done it, but I got in my head so much that I let myself put it on the back burner. And I pretty much just like stayed in my house for four or five months during lockdown because I was still in Ohio. And that's like all that I could like mentally get myself to do. So once like COVID restrictions kind of let up, I that's when I moved to Florida was July, 2020. And I tried to pick up boss lady again while I was also bartending here and I had someone do all my photography and like I did my website I mean I did everything but letting someone even do photography was like insane for me um but I got to the point of just like kind of burnout but also recognizing that I lost all of my passion for it because of all the limiting beliefs I imposed on myself and when I recognized that the business was more about the money than the purpose was when I was like, I got to stop this because if I'm no longer aligned with the business that I'm running, I will not find the success that I truly desire. So, and that was like one of the hardest things ever was like recognizing that my baby is no longer my baby. And it was just like my stepping stone to where I am now and getting into real estate. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I had never bought a property. I had never even like walked into a house on my own. Like I'd never worked with a title company, a real estate agent. Like it was 
totally new territory, but at the same time that completely excited me like a new challenge. I like being able to build things from the ground up, but also just recognizing that all those limiting beliefs I had with my last business, like were totally out the door instead of like saying, you're too young, you can't do this. It was like, no, you can't and do this. Like you can do anything you want. You can create that six figure business. And that's what I did in my first 12 months in business. I hit my first six figures and I was like, okay, as a 23 year old Maggie, I think you're doing pretty okay for yourself. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) But it took, it took the, the limiting beliefs and the negative thought processes and what many would see as a failed business to get there. It was not an easy road. It's still not an easy road because I still, I am now in like a new perspective of a new business where it's, it's just, it's so different when you work with people, they have to be ready for it. Like you can't tell someone to heal and you can't tell someone to think a certain way. You have to kind of meet them where they're at, but they have to be so ready to change their lives with real estate, you know, money talks people see that they're getting a check and they're like, yeah, okay, I'll sell my property. But with mindset coaching, it's just, it's a lot more of like a niche area, but at the same time, working with people who are so ready to change the trajectory of their lives and be a different person and just like freaking skyrocket, just, just change their lives. Like that's how I'm happy. That's my alignment. That's my purpose in life. So while yes, I still have my real estate business and like I don't think I'll ever get rid of it. (laughs) Mindset coaching is for sure. Just like the most important thing for me. And guys, don't get me wrong. I still have my own limiting beliefs with my business now. Like there are still days where I'm like, oh my gosh, can I even help anyone? Am I even making a difference? Like they never go away, but it's just more so getting the tools to get over that little voice in the back of your head. And every morning telling that voice, like, pretty much fuck off <laughs> because that voice is, is your ego. It's trying to like protect you and protect you from the failure that you may fear and just literally getting over that little voice in the back of your head is what facilitates the change for everything. Mm. Oh God. I don't even know what to say. There's just so much there. I'm like sitting in the background on mute, like nodding my head, like, Oh yes. Ooh, this and reacting. And like, no one knows that on the podcast, but YouTube people are probably laughing. At right. It's fine. It's fine. This is Courtney. Take it or leave it. Um, but I just relate to that so, so much because with that first business and coming to the close in 2019 and realizing I don't have as many weddings booked as I'd feel comfortable with going into the year, Um, I mean, I was so burnt out. I hated, I hated my business. And I think a lot of times when we compare ourselves to other businesses, we really don't know what they have going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, I let so many people get in my head about, well, you should do this and you should do that. And the type of business you want does this and everything like that. And your business isn't yours if you're so focused on what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to your point too, wondering how you're going to scale to where you want to scale to. Um, because growth happens individually and uniquely to that person, to that business. And I remember for the longest time, I was like, if I don't hit X amount of income with weddings, like I can't do this anymore. I'm pouring way too much time, way too much effort, way too much emotion into it to feel like I wasn't again, like you said, like, am I even helping people? Am I even making an impact? Like it got to the point that it didn't matter how many different awards I was nominated for and how many awards I won. I was just like, but really? (laughs) And it's just crazy how that imposter syndrome and misalignment can throw you into that mindset of you're not doing enough. You aren't enough and you will never be enough. Mm -hmm. And 
that was something like when I, you know, behind the scenes was kind of working on what I do now, not really telling people what I was doing, but if people had messaged me, I'm like, oh yeah, I can help with this. I can help with that. And just kind of playing it low key until it was like, oh, hey, like you need to do this now um, for a couple other things I'll talk about in a minute. But it was just kind of like, okay, like you have to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb. You've had one business. You already know what you would do differently. And just really taking the, you know, the limiting beliefs. I don't even know what I was trying to say there, but like taking the the pressure off to be like, whatever happens is whatever happens. And I trust that things are going to work out the way they're supposed to when I do the mm-hmm. things I know I want to do. Um, and that was hard at that 25 years old and being like, okay, like I could pivot, but there was too many unknowns with COVID. And like you said, if I really wanted to make it work, I could have, there was so Absolutely. many things I could have been doing, helping with weddings and events, even though it was on pause. But I felt like a failure with where I was at with bookings. I felt like a failure with where I was at because I loathed my business and because I was in such a bad spot with my mental health that despite how crazy and asinine it felt to be like, I need to go back into corporate America. I was like, I need to go back into corporate America. And I think that scared me more than anything. And that's mostly because I'm like, I'm not cut out for corporate America. Like I'm well, me neither. Not. I am just not. And like I always joke and say, like, I don't make a bad employee, but I am that employee who is gonna challenge and be like, why do we do this this way? Or here's a bottleneck, or you know, we all want the same thing in business. We want to be efficient and effective and serve whatever that industry is in the best way possible. But that's part of that entrepreneurial thinking of like, hey, this isn't working, let's do this. But who wants to listen to a 20-something? woman who was new to said company to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, that was challenging. So that first job outside of entrepreneurship was really a, Courtney, you do not have to contribute to that level as if you're growing that business, like you're an employee. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's difficult because I care so much and want what's best that I have to step back and be like, I should not be trying to be this in control. And that's where I realized like, okay, Mm -hmm. this isn't a good fit anymore. And then fell into um, the second role I had that ended up being a long-term role and really enjoyed it. And I was like, I can see how this goes hand in hand with my ideal end game of the business I'm doing now until, you know, being in an uncertain startup space, things happen. And it was like, okay, like, you don't necessarily have a position anymore. And I was like, well, I'm not going back into corporate America. So I guess I'm going to take what I've been building super low key and see what I can do with it. And like you said, love a good challenge. And it's like, I know I can do this. I know what I'll do differently. I know I'll figure it out. And it was just amazing to get to the end of the year and be like, okay, I'm back where I was in 2020. I know what I want to do differently. I know how I can make a bigger impact. I know what education I want to chase after. And it wasn't until like, the first or second week of this month that I actually stepped back and looked at like my income and looked at the finances. And I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, I have hit a major milestone income goal wise and far surpassed like what I was making in corporate America. And I was just kind of like, okay. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurship um, or like entrepreneurs, you know, we don't talk finances enough and that's not the direction I want to go in on this call, but I'm sure you get that a lot, you know, with the work that you're doing with people is 
everything revolves around money until we start to look at things differently. And for me, for the longest time, again, with my worth being uh, tied towards financials and like, what am I contributing if I can't, you know, pitch in financially. And then all of a sudden, when I just tried to stop thinking about it, it was like, oh shit, that really worked. And that was great. And so Mm -hmm. I think that what's really important from what you're talking about is allowing yourself to focus on why you're doing something why you enjoy doing something and not looking at it as a nine to five job where you are tied to whatever that is and really realizing that the only limits that you have are the ones you're placing on yourself. So I would love to hear a little bit more too. And I'm sure everyone else would agree of now with what you're doing, like what does that bigger picture look like for you? Because there's obviously so much more to come. And as an entrepreneur, we're always thinking about that. So I just want to pick your brain a little bit on, you know, how you plan to do the work for yourself that you're helping so many people do. The biggest thing for for me, especially like with the new year hitting was being a woman in business, especially as an entrepreneur, a lot of us end up stepping into our like masculine energy very heavily. We want to be controlling. A lot of us get burnt out. We do worry about the money. We are, we are not the most authentic versions of ourselves because Keep we are in this more. Me. It's fine, and I'm not going to take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> Probably everyone listening, because it's also me. Like this used to be me, and like you take this position in the more masculine energy because that is kind of unfortunately what entrepreneurship from the outside looks like. So the biggest thing for me and also with my clients has been focusing on on balancing the feminine and masculine as an entrepreneur, but also as a woman, because we are so much more than just our business. So how can you allow yourself as a woman, as a business owner to just flow? Because that is truly the biggest blessing that we have as women is to be like strong, powerful, free flowing energies. But because we think we need to be so calculated and precise and in control in our business, we forget to let that free-flowing aspect of, aspect of us shine in all aspects of our life, with our partners, with our friends, in our business, with ourselves. And like, think about when was the last time you even just like danced in the kitchen by yourself? Like some people like make time to do things like that, but just allowing your body to feel and express is like necessary as weird as it might sound but when you don't let your masculine like drop a little bit let your feminine take the reins (laughs) you just like it's like a terrible cycle where you just literally lose yourself and what happens when you lose parts of yourself is you start dissociating a lot because you are living a version of yourself that is not authentic to you so how can you create this dream business be the best version of yourself if you are not even an authentic version of you right now. So that has been a big thing for me recently is like, how can Maggie as a woman, as a business owner, as a friend, step into the most authentic version of herself to show up in the best way for herself, for her clients, for her friends, while like just being me and being proud to be me. Because for years, so many of us were just like pushed down for being too loud or you were too quiet or you're too nerdy or too smart or too tall. Society just push, pushes all of these things on you that you're too much of being yourself. I say, fuck it. 
go go be you because that is how you are not only authentic but you make those authentic connections when you are you will everything that is meant for you come to you in life I am such a firm believer that you can never mess up what is meant for you in life so when you are living that authentic version all the blessings just start pouring in here I am nodding and not sure what to say next. <laughs> it's just so freaking relatable. Um, and, you know, I've gone through those cycles so many times. And I feel like when you and I spoke during my session, I left that call like, hell yeah. Like I am going to step into that again because I just remember I was asked to speak, um, you know, over Zoom in this really, really huge booming Facebook group. Um, when it was relative to me being a wedding planner. Mm -hmm. And I just remember as soon as it like it hit, I was like, who the hell am I to do this? There's so many people who like freaked out. They're like, oh my God, Courtney, are you serious? And I was like, "Eh, yeah, like didn't think much of it. And then all of a sudden it was, I think, what did they say? They said something like, who, like, I don't know. It had something to do with Cheerios, but like who sucked the milk out of your Cheerios. Like, I don't know. It was the most random thing. And that's all I remember is the whole Cheerio thing. But all of a sudden I went from, I am Courtney. I'm aligned. I love my energy. I am loud. I am energetic. I am proud. And I love people to just like the polar opposite Yes, from lively and (laughs) rainbow and dancing in the kitchen and loving life to dull gray doom and gloom. And they were just like, well, what the happened? They're like, what happened? And it was like, I can't speak to your group. And they're like, but what happened? I was like, I don't know. Like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. And it was kind Mm -hmm. of like, you have to listen to those signs too, of once you fall out of alignment, like you can get, like Maggie just said, you can get the blessings. All the good things are lining up things that you would have never thought possible. But the second things feel off the second you fall out of alignment, the second that, like she said, you don't feel like you're being your true self. It is amazing how quick things will flip just like that. And it's just gone. And so I think that you talking more about, you know, the different types of energies you bring into your business. When I got to that point, it was just like, I've been having fun, but it was all about numbers again. And I hate numbers. I absolutely hate numbers. Like the world would be such a better place if everyone had access to what they needed access to and it yeah. wasn't controlled by numbers. And that's what I realized for me last year is like, okay, obviously I have income goals, but what happens when I just put out there said number that I would want to make and just see what happens. And in the last couple of weeks, it was just like, okay, your seasons of, like, you'll know you step into that season of growth. You'll step into that season mm-hmm. of, I need to get some things in order. I know things are about to boom. There's little things that need to, you know, I need to have my ducks in a row. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden it just, it happens again. Right. And so like what you said too, I think it's a big thing of, it's one thing to like wish for it and pray about it, um, whatever that thing is, but that missing piece is taking action. Like what if, mm-hmm. you know, whoever higher power, is just waiting for you to take that step. It's just waiting for you to branch out a little bit so that everything happens how it's supposed to. And I think a lot of us are so afraid to take that first step because we're like, well, what if it doesn't work? But your failures teach you a lot. And at that point in time where I felt like I was failing, it was like, okay, I can sit in this and be absolutely devastated 
or I can really just take it as a learning lesson. And I think that's probably Mm -hmm. a lot about what you talk about. And I know from my experience with you is that you'll come to these, you know, forks in the road where it's like you choose to believe what your mind is telling you, or you choose to believe that you are a complete different being from the feelings that you're feeling. And it's like, feel the feels, feel the emotions, but don't let them dictate that next step. And instead, what can you learn from that situation and pave the way to this future you? Absolutely. And I'd love to obviously not talk financials, but a little bit about money mindset, because I know that's something that obviously we, all, <laughs> yeah. we all, we all face it. Um, something in my, my business. So with real estate, my investment company, it's hard for me to not track money because that is in its core, what an investment Investments, company is like, about. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible. Hello. Like I, I can't help that. But with my mindset coaching, when I started it, I told myself, this is not about the money, Maggie, all of whatever you do is truly about helping people. At the same time though, you know your value and your worth and you charge what you do because your time is valuable. And anyone who questions themselves on what you're charging your clients, don't second guess it because someone may say no, but the next three people might say yes. So, excuse me, while, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. You were talking about like pricing to your worth, your worth and how, Like I was going to say just from experience too, like when you find that alignment with the money mindset, it's like, I literally remember my first coach I ever worked with. She was like, what do you want? And I was like, I want to do X, Y, Z in my business and charge X, Y, Z for it. And she's like, we'll do it. And I laughed in her face. I was like, ha ha, obviously that's what you're going to help me with. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden within a couple months, I went from offering a couple things at different tiers that I really didn't want to be offering to offering the one thing I wanted to do at like five times that. And then all of a sudden things started flowing. And I was mm-hmm. like, are you freaking joking? Cause everyone says, you know, charge your worth, but it's hard when you, again, like you were saying, step into that masculine energy. So keep flowing right. with what you were talking about. Cause that's like spot on with what no, you're, good. you're trying to get you, to. <laughs> you sparked me back into my thought process. I started, <laughs> that's like, what I was hoping for. <laughs> I went off on a tangent and I was like, Oh, Maggie, come on. No, but anyways, so when you start working in alignment and, and doing things that make you feel like truly worthy, valuable, fulfilled, the money doesn't matter. Like I do still maintain like quarterly KPIs just because, yeah, it's a business at the end of the day. But if I were truly concerned about the money I was making every single month with coaching, I would probably already be done because coaching in itself carries so much more, so many more limiting beliefs than like a product-based company, like service-based businesses in themselves just carry a lot, lot more (laughs) because it's, it's you. And it's, like I said earlier, hard to differentiate between what is your business and what is you. So when you come from a place of like just authenticity and knowing that what you're doing, it not only makes you feel fulfilled, but like truly, truly helps others. The money doesn't matter. And you start recognizing that the money will come. It always comes. And you recognize at any time that in your past that you had a little bit of a hardship or a big, big bump in the road. You always got past it. Things always work out how they're actually meant to, even if you don't think that's how they're meant to, you know, there's always this greater plan that we don't even know the end destination to. So when you let go of the stress of money and start stepping into your power and the authenticity is when, like you said, things flow as they're meant to. And excuse me, money in itself is a limiting belief. If you carry every single day, like, oh my God, when am I going to get my next paycheck? 
you're actually holding yourself back just by doing that because you're putting so much pressure on a monetary goal when you are a service-based business, like you are just trying to help people. So stop, you you can't stress about the money because that in itself will literally hold you back. Mm -hmm, So for mm -hmm. for me, like for me bettering my money mindset, like I literally just started telling myself almost every single morning, like abundance flows freely in your life. The money will come back. Things happen as they are meant to. And like, it did. I swear to you, it did. And affirmations, like, I mean, some of them are stupid, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Like, you can't just like say an affirmation, like, you gotta believe I'm gonna, that shit. I'm gonna fly today. Like, no. <laughs> you have to like really, really like embody and mean the words that you tell yourself for not only yourself to start believing them, but for them to actually like manifest in your life. Oh yeah. I mean, that was a thing. I'm like staring at the wall behind me, and it has like my big calendar. It has all these like foo-foo things. And like my vision board and stuff. And like, what's missing is I literally had like a poster of like killer affirmations that I need to do that again. Cause I would get into my office, light my candle, um, and just be like, all right, let's sit in this for a minute. And I would read my affirmations out loud and something, I know this kind of is, it's going in that direction of what Maggie was saying is it's one thing to speak the affirmations. And what I chimed in and said is it's one thing to believe them. So for anyone who is into affirmations and manifesting and really just getting a clear picture of what you want in your mind, don't just be like, I'm going to have a good day. What I like to put in front of it that will blow your damn mind is how is it that? So how is it that money flows freely to me? How is it that all of my fears around, you know, being an entrepreneur have completely gone away as I find my purpose? Like, any of it, just put, how is it that in front of it and speak the gratitude out loud. And I shit you not crazy things happen. And it's because again, you have that alignment, you have that belief in yourself and you're trusting that whatever happens is what's meant to happen. And I say it all the time. What's meant for you is not going to pass by you. I know sometimes it's just like, well, I don't know what the hell's meant for me because I'm just in such a dark or stuck place, but it really does come down to, okay, you know who you are at your core. How can you step back into her? And that's what I've been doing more of like these past couple of weeks. And I'm just like, well, my ideal self likes to go to yoga and I've always wanted to go to yoga. So what did I take my happy ass to yesterday? Yoga. And I'm like, you know what? Ideal Courtney makes time for herself doing this a couple of times a week. So I'm going to do it. You just have to do those things that you know you want to do and realize there's a reason you want to do them. And there's a reason mm-hmm. you like those things and don't hold yourself back from doing the things that you enjoy doing because of whatever is telling you that you can't. So I don't know. I just feel like you and I just get it. <laughs> we vibe on that <laughs> level for so many reasons. Right. But right. I want to wrap <laughs> this up with one question for you. And mm-hmm. if there's any piece of advice that you could give your younger self, what would it be and why? Mm, I love that. Um, I would tell her to <laughs> be delusional and dream big. Because when you like, honestly like. just start like, being delusional about your goals is when you allow your consciousness to facilitate and imagine that future reality. So when you start living in like your future based self, not really living in, but just like having a separate space in your brain for what your future based self looks like, you have to figure out how to get there. So your brain starts figuring out like, oh, in five years, you want to have like a million dollar mansion people are going to look at you like you're crazy, but your brain's like, wait, you just said that that's going to happen. So how am I going to make it happen for you? So it sounds crazy to live in delusion, but 
honestly, some of the craziest people are the ones that are the most successful in life. So they might be doing something right. (laughs) Yep. I like to remind myself of that when I'm having a very up mental health day and I'm like, man, I just feel really good. And it's like, how do I not scare the people around me to them thinking that something's up versus like, I just feel like I've got my flow back or you got your mojo back. And so guys, you just have to make it happen. And that's another thing that's like sitting on my wall. I've had this since college and my graduation cap literally said made it happen because I never would have thought that when I go to college to graduate. And Mm -hmm. so you just kind of have to, like Maggie said, just be like, okay, what are those things that feel so outlandishly, like not possible and start telling you yourself that like you can have those things. Cause as soon as you tell yourself you can't, you're right. You can't. But when you open up that headspace and that mindset space to really, like you said, like be delusional with it. Now, of mm-hmm. course, you know, guard yourself a little bit, be delusional behind the scenes. It's the moment course, that you, it's the moment that you put yourself too out there and everyone's like, I don't think she's good. Um, but yeah, but anyway, love the answer to that question. I felt like it was the best possible question to ask you with everything you have going on and yeah. to wrap this up. Cause we've almost gone for an hour, which I love. Tell all of the beautiful listeners where we can find you. Awesome. Well, I don't even, I didn't know this was an hour. Me and you, we can talk forever. <laughs> I know. That's why I was watching the time. I was like, oh shit, we should probably <laughs> slow down. We could do a second episode, you know, later, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> Literally everyone let us know. No, but you guys can find me. I'm on uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I also have a website. Courtney can link it for you guys um, in the description on YouTube. I don't know if you can do that, like where you post the podcast too, but oh, for sure. Um, yeah, she'll link it for you guys. Definitely connect with me. Shoot me a DM. I'd love to talk with you more about mindset, anything that you just want to pick my brain about. I love talking to all you guys. I love helping people. So don't be shy. Don't be a stranger. I love it. Yes. And guys really, really do take a dive and look at her stuff. I've got her TikTok below. I have her Instagram, you know, I have her website, all that stuff will be located in the show notes. Give her a follow, go shout her out and see what she's doing. Um, You know, Maggie, obviously I appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely have to do another one down the road because I think that people are going to listen to this and be like, I need more of that energy. Like, yeah, okay. Well, (laughs) you know, I hope so. Yeah. Like we can make that happen. So Maggie, again, thank you for being here and, you know, just sharing your story and sharing your advice and just really allowing people to think differently. We need more of that. Um, and so, yeah, so everyone, thanks for hopping on, whether you were on YouTube, watching me eat very casually, or you just heard me talking about it on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And Maggie, I'll be talking with you soon. Thank you guys. See ya. Hey everybody, it's Courtney. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Rooted Mindfulness Podcast. As a reminder, you can find us on Instagram at rooted.mindfulness, or you can follow my personal page at the Mindfulness Nutritionist. Be sure to stick around for future episodes and check out the links on here, whether you're looking for more education on TikTok, on YouTube, or looking to join my private Facebook community. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time.